of adversity, but no one ever teaches us how to survive in the university of adversity. No one ever teaches us how to survive when we're going through, how to rejoice, how it profits us when we're going through stuff. No one ever teaches that suffering works for you. No one ever teaches you that the struggle is building some character flaws in you. No one ever teaches us that you're going to have to go through to go through. Amen. Yeah, we've been taught how to go lay hands on the house and lay hands on the fence and the cat and the dog, but no one teaches us how to praise in the middle of my mess. No one teaches us how to thank him when I don't have what I've been asking for. No one teaches us how to serve him and obey him when everything's not going your way that day. Yeah, yeah, there's a prophet in your adversity. Tell your neighbor when I'm going through. If the sun only shines in your life, then you have a desert. There has to be a flood. There has to be a storm sometime. In order to grow, you got to have some water. If the sun is always shining, you're already in trouble. All you have is dry ground. Somebody say amen. So that we're going to be teaching you the art of abounding or bouncing back in adversity. The art of bouncing back in adversity. There are two possible, excuse me, responses to adversity. Number one, you can react in a caustic resentment toward God for allowing it to happen. Amen. Then the second thing is your reaction to respond to God in confident reliance upon his wisdom and being able to make the experience profitable for you. In other words, you can either curse God or you can bless God. The choice is up to you. Instead of saying why all the time, tell him thank you. Psalm 119 verse 71 says, it was good for me that I was afflicted. It was good for me that I had to cry myself to sleep sometime. It was good for me that trouble came on every side. It was good for me that wasn't, it wasn't always sunny in my life. It was good for me that some folk walked away from me. It was good for me that you were lied on. It was good for you that you didn't talk about. It was good for you that you didn't criticize. Why? It worked something in you that would never show up. Yeah. I don't look like what I've been through. It worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't look like what I've been through because it worked for me. If I really look like what I've been through, somebody please high five me, please. High five. And tell them if I really look like what I've been through.
Let's dive in this for a moment. Yeah, there's some painfulness of the thing that happened to Paul. There's some, there's some pain. The first thing, he was being destined in a filthy prison. He, he, he was being detained. He was being detained in a place that he would normally be detained. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and look at verse number 9. You're already there. For which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not in prison. Now, even though I'm in prison, the word that I got on me and in me is not in prison. So even though I'm where I shouldn't be, I got enough word in me to hold me until I get out. Some of you are locked up spiritually, but you ought to have enough word in you now. That yet though he slain me, yet will I trust him. I wish I had somebody. Though he slain me, I still trust him. Yes, I haven't seen everything I've been asking for, but I still trust him. That word is not in prison in me. He was detained in a prison, the cell in which he was incarcerated was a cavern in a rock with only a small opening. And some of us are in the sanctuary, but you're still in prison. Because you don't trust him with everything that you have. Yeah, you're still, you're free, but you're still locked up. But the Bible says, whom the Son set free is truly free Indeed. So free people can throw their hands up and don't care who's watching. Free people can say amen and don't care who's sitting beside. Free people will take a lap and don't care who's watching them. Not 
Demas, 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 Demas was with me, but he loved the world so much that he gave up on the usher ministry. He loved the world so much he gave up on the singing. He loved the world so much that he still thought it was a two Sunday church. He come in one Sunday and meant the next Sunday. And then no, he forgot we serve God 24 7, 365. See, when you love the world, you will hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss. But when you love God, Then bring you back together. 
and you're trying to figure out what's going on, I can tell you what's going on. There's a greater purpose than you ever thought about. And I get amazed at people who've been married, then they divorce, and then they get married again. And then they're trying to figure out what's going on. I can tell you what's going on. God got a bigger plan. So even though we were stupid at first, and know we should have been together in the first place, God said, I'll let you get out there and do crazy. But then guess who you're going to run back into? Bam. <laughs> and then, then you be like, what we going to do? We're going to do what we've been doing. <laughs> You know how I, mean? I still love you know. Yeah, we ain't never stopped loving each other. We were just stuck on stupid for a while. And we had to deal with some adversity in the university. In the something, we get PhDs in the world. But nobody wants to get a PhD in trouble. Or how to make it through. We want everything to be good all the time. We don't want to cry. We want to wake up. Everything not going to be rosy all the time. Somebody say amen. He was detained. He was deserted. He was destined for a funeral. And watch this. He was being ridiculed or derided by his foes. Look at verse 14. He said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Yeah, somebody that did you harm, but the Bible said the Lord going to repay them according to their deeds. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to argue with them. The Bible says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah, he said, yeah, the coppersmith meant to do me harm, but God going to repay him for his deeds. When folks see you and they trying to figure out why you don't survive and they going through, oh, it's just payback, Jack. It's just payback. Yeah, I will repay, says the Lord. Isn't it something? Well, watch this now. Let me show you how, how people do. Uh, I ran into someone a little while back and he said, uh, My wife told me not to be friends with you. I said on Facebook, he said, no, in life. I said, well, why? What did I do to you? Nothing. And so one day we were out here cleaning, and he rolled up and said, I changed my mind. I said, well, what happened? He said, I came to myself, and I realized that I don't need to listen to other folk pertaining the word you done put in my bed. I said, well, hey, okay, you can unfriend me, that's cool. Because what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sin and grief. What a privilege it is to carry everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, don't, don't worry about being ridiculed. Payday is coming. And then, then he was left destitute. He was, watch this. Look at verse 13. He said, listen now. Uh, when you come, bring my coat. Because I'm in this prison. Y'all, you not only deserted me, you left me in this cold prison 
and didn't put nothing on my boots. You left me in here, didn't bring me no coat, didn't put no money on my books. You really deserted me. I thought you were with me. I thought you had my back in the midst of my ups and my downs while we were riding and I'm buying lunch. Everything was cool. But then when I get in the midst of adversity and I really need you, you desert me. You didn't even come to visit me. In the midst of my going through, tell your neighbor the university of adversity. Tell them I'm going to be blessed even in the midst of. What adversity are you experiencing? Have, have your friends forsaken you? Are you being falsely accused? Is your body racked with pain? Have you come to the end of your resources so as to be void of fundamental necessities of life? If so, there is a confident hope. Your situation is not unique. Welcome to ministry. Welcome to serving God. Come on, welcome to life. The most important issue is how are you handling your adversity? Are you staying up all night? Are you saying, God, you know what? I trust you. He's your midnight rider. If he's a midnight rider, then you get in the bed and go to sleep. Don't be getting in God's way. He's my midnight rider. And you are walking the floor with him. And God said, when you get out of my way, I can move. When you get out of my way, bless you. When you get out of my way, I can do it. You are slowing up my progress. Both of us can't walk the floor at the same time. Come on, tell you, we can't do it. Paul, watch this. Paul never pretended that the painfulness of things that happened to him only existed in his mind. Instead, he admitted their reality. He looked beyond them to God's purpose. You gotta look past what you're going through to get to your purpose. Do you know that what you're going through is working for you? Listen, what you're going through make you praise him. What you're going through causes you to pray more than you ever prayed before. What you're going through causes you to trust him and take him at his word. Let me get somewhere so I want not to bore you. Can I get somewhere? I'm just going to skip because this is about to be it right here. Lord, y'all just take me to hold on. Now, now, I came up with my own confessions about life as a pastor and life in ministry. And so I'm going to share my confession with you. And any time my confession meets you, then you just holler or stand up, amen, or throw your hand up or do something because 
I'm telling you, it's going to hit every one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear my confession in the midst of adversity. See, you got to have a confession in the midst of adversity. You just can't go through adversity and don't confess anything. You have to understand that I'm going through and it's for a purpose. I'm going through. It's for a reason. I'm going through, but it's building something in me. It's working something in me. We want everything to be good from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. It ain't going to happen. There's some incidents through the course of the day, but let me get to my confession before I bore you. Watch this. Y'all better get with me now because I'm going somewhere. I'm already excited. I'm already happy. I, I, watch this. I'm going to go real slow. I'm gonna go slow. Because I don't want to. I'm, I'm gonna go real slow. I'm gonna go real, real slow. Y'all ready? I'm a part of the fellowship of the unshamed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can't be ashamed to serve. You can't be ashamed. Oh, 
colorless dreams, tamed vision, mundane talking, and stingy giving. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all sit down. I'm going to give y'all a chance to stand up again. Y'all sit down. Boy, y'all, I'm about to preach my own self happy. You know, I, I might need my other mic for this one. I, I, this thing here on my ear. Now, y'all, y'all, excuse me. Somebody just take a praise break right now.
I'm not going to be detoured. I'm not going to be lured away. I'm not turning back. I will not be diluted or delayed. Tell your neighbor, I'm all in. You don't understand. If I don't go all in now, I won't survive this thing. All the attacks of the enemy, if I don't serve him all the way now, I don't need no pretend Christian life. I need to serve him with my whole heart. Because adversity is coming. You ought to tired to be tired of playing with the kingdom. God's been too good. Listen, and we be wanting trying to find the perfect church, the perfect pastor, the perfect choir, the perfect this, the perfect that, when you so imperfect. When you get perfect. So we, we, we walk around looking for flaws, mishaps, mistakes, but we miss Jesus. We'll miss the word that was meant for us because we're looking for character flaws. We, we're looking for things that we shouldn't be looking for when your life is in the balance. God done spared you and kept you and saved you. You've been down and sick and suffering and you got the nerve to be looking for the perfect preacher. No, I ain't the perfect preacher, but there's a perfect word. This is what you should be looking for. I ain't looking for the best choir, the best praise team, the best musician. That's a plus, thank God for it. I need a word to keep me, to hold me, to sustain me when I'm going through. I need a word that can speak in my spirit. I need a word that can take me from Sunday to Wednesday. I need some scripture that when I get derailed, I can open the book and find a word. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish, baby. I got. I feel like preaching. I, I feel like deep, deep, deep down in that thing in a minute. My face is set. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice. I will not hesitate in the presence of adversity or my adversary. I won't negotiate at the table of my enemy. Ain't no negotiation, devil. I know you a devil. So we ain't negotiating on nothing. Yeah, you already tried to kill me. So this ain't no negotiation. For God I live and for God I die. If you don't want to go, then hey, the best thing we can do is for me to pronounce the benediction over you. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent. One from another. Some things you gotta pronounce the benediction over. You know it was a snake when you bought it into your bosom. And a snake don't do what a snake does. 
You can't train a snake. You can't rub and love on a snake. You can't keep feeding a snake. Because eventually that snake going to turn right around and do what a snake does is bite you. Gonna bite you. It's gonna slither and bite you. We ain't gonna bite you to your face. Okay, here we go. In the midst of adversity, that's when the serpents come out. Come on, they've been watching from a distance. Oh, we got them now. They just about to crumble. They just about to fall. A snake be watching this alone. They, they'll stand back at a distance. And look, oh, look, they going through. They really catching it now. We gonna get them right before they fall. So they are called the crew. You know what? Snakes will get together and they don't even like each other. But they'll come together just to kill you. When you're going through, but then they'll see you throw your hands up like you about to throw in the towel, like you about to give it up. But they don't understand that when your hands go up, it ain't that the hand of surrender. I'm just telling God I know you're coming, but God I'm depending on you to get me through this. God I'm depending on you to work this thing out. God I'm depending on you to keep me covered. God I'm depending on you for strength in my weakness. God I'm depending on you to keep me covered under the blood of Jesus. Woo! Come on, can I get you to high five yourself? I got four minutes to get through this. Y'all help me preach it here. This is the time I need you to help me preach it. Yeah, yeah, watch this. I won't, oh Lord Jesus. I won't give up. I won't shut up. I won't let up. Until I've stayed up. Let me say it again. I won't give up. I won't shut up. I won't let up until I've stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. Some of you can't give up now. In the midst of your adversity, you gotta stay up. You, you, you can't give up. Because you got to get prayed up. Then you got to get preached up. Come on, all for the cause of Christ. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a disciple of Jesus. Huh. Oh God. Help me, Jesus. Right here. This is where I need the help. Deacon Allen, this is where I need the help. Right here. I must go. Till he comes. Give till I drop. Preach till all know. And work till he stops me. Do I need to say those again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I won't give up, shut up, let up until I stayed up, stored up, prayed up, 
paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he come, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. You can't give up in the midst of going through. Come here, devil, I need you. Come here, Lorraine, I need you. I need you. I know you're right. Come on. Turn your face against the wall. Y'all turn your face against the wall. Come on, Glory. Turn your face against the wall. Come on, come on. Come on right quick. Turn your face against the wall. They ain't doing nothing in the body. They so tired. Hope been talking about them. And they can't even face you. Even in the midst of word, they too ashamed to face their adversaries and their enemies because they know you've been talking. Who they think they are always in the front. Who, why they always making all that noise? Why they always standing up and praising God? Why it always got you know how y'all do? Why why they always got to be in the forefront? Who who keep asking them to do stuff? Who how come y'all don't never ask me to do nothing? Well, we don't go all the way to the back and ask you to do something. We got to be a, a little bit close. Why why Pastor? Why they uh, why Gloria always saying anything God anything God because Gloria turned around. Gloria turned around and came to the realization that you don't have no heaven or hell to put me in. So God can do anything but fail. I'm believing God to do anything in my life. I'm certain if you don't speak. I'm certain if you speak. I'm certain if you don't wave. I'm certain if you wave. It ain't about you. It is about my relationship with God. I'm 
Keep up. 
sanctified in the midst of your going through can you still give him a praise
university with you laying on a deathbed and they go tell your wife you're dead. And she began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And before they can put me in the cooling box, Homes or 
rental insurance if you're renting on the things inside that home. And you expect that insurance to cover you if something should happen. If you drive a vehicle, you have to put insurance on your vehicle. So that if something happens, your vehicle will be covered. Well, what happens to your soul? What's the assurance that you have that you're going to spend eternity with him? The only assurance you have is you got to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So if you're here today and have not done that, knowing that tomorrow is not promised to you, we're going to offer Christ to you, my brother and my sister. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, or anywhere in between. If you don't know Jesus, you have no assurance that you're going to spend eternity with him. He came, he made the way for that to happen. But he says, I want you to choose life. And if you have not chosen life, then you're saying, I choose hell. And hell is a real place. But heaven also is real. So I'm going to give you that opportunity now because it's not about who's sitting next to you. It's not about who came with you. Please close that down a little bit, brothers. Because this time is important. We're seeing so many things happen all around us. Parents, if you think your children don't need Jesus, there's no guarantee the enemy's after them too. Ask the little boy in Grandville just riding his bike in front of his own home at seven years old. Go. Who would have thought? Ask the college student up at USCA, up at USC Columbia. Go. Ask all those who were on that plane last week, 157 people. Go. And we think we got time. All of us got an invisible expiration tag on our toe. We don't know when we're going to expire. But we need to know Jesus. Who came so that we might have life. And have it more abundantly. Not just in the earth. But in eternity too. So we're going to offer Christ to you, my brother and my sister. Because yes, adversities are going to come. And for some, adversity will take you out because of a wrong choice, wrong place, wrong situation. Life is short. Life is like a vapor. And you don't have to leave here without Christ. Again, we're going to offer Christ to you, my brother, my sister. Come from where you are and say, I need a Savior. I need a Savior. Come, just step from where you are. We're going to receive you with open arms because that's his desire for you. Not to leave here not knowing. You got an opportunity. Savior, but wait, if you're in a backslidden situation, 
you've walked away from God. He didn't move from you, but you walked away because you made a wrong choice. You went a wrong way. And there's a way that seemed right to you, but that way is leading you now to destruction. He says, you can come back. First John 1 and 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful, he's just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He wipes the slate clean, lets you start over like you've never done nothing. What a perfect place to be in with him. What an exchange with him that only he can give. Your unrighteousness for his righteousness. Come from wherever you are. If you're in that situation, you want to be restored back into the fellowship with Christ. Come. While he is near, call upon him. While he's near. Because a day will come that we won't be able to do that. All right, all right. It's recorded in heaven. Anyone here that needs prayer, we're going to allow you to come. We're going to pray with you for the prayer of agreement. Knowing that the word of God says, where two or three are gathered in his name, as touching anything and agreeing in the earth, he would be in the midst. And so when we do that, we believe the word of God says to us, because of the confidence we have in him, we can ask anything according to his will. He will hear us. He will answer us and give us the petitions for which we ask. But he said, he cast all your cares upon him. He cares for you. He makes your burdens light. He lifts the heavy burdens. Because his yoke is easy. Now, Father God, we just bless you for those who are at the altar. Standing upon your words. That they come to you, O oh God. That your arms will be wide open to them. That you will receive them and allow them to cast all of their cares upon you because you care for them. Thank you, O oh God, for your ears not being attentive to the cries of your sons and your daughters. Knowing, God, that you're able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that they can ask for them according to the power that worketh in them. As we stand upon your word, that you know what we stand in need of before we even ask. So God, for salvation, we thank you for being salvation. If it's healing, thank you for being the healer. If it's deliverance, thank you for delivering, oh God. A way maker, thank you for making ways like only you can. They need to be restored, oh God. We thank you for being a restorer. Restore their soul, their mind, their body, and their spirit, oh God. That your glory can be revealed. God, whatever the need is, whatever the desire is, Whatever they need you to be, you said I am. So we thank you for being the great I am on their behalf this day. As they stand in faith in your word. And we honor your God for being a faithful God. For being a righteous God. For being a just God. For being a hearing God. For being a loving God. For being a patient God. For being a peaceful God. For being a God of shelter. We honor you, oh God, for being the great I am. And we thank you now, oh God, for the signs and wonders and the miracles that will follow them. 
God, your power. We thank the Holy Spirit for speaking expressly to them, giving them direction, giving them instructions, for that their lives can be even better. Having trust in God this day. And we thank you, God, for doing not only for them, but for their family members as well. Because, God, we know that divine revelation can only come from heaven. And you reveal your secrets, oh God, to them that love you. And those who have reverence you. Not only them, oh God, but for their descendants as well. And we thank you now for the anointing being fresh upon their lives. And we thank you, oh Jesus, for already praying for us. That the enemy would not come and snatch them out of your hand. So God, we thank you. For we know that all things now will work together for their good. Because they love you. Because they were called by you to the altar of prayer. To the altar of God to cast all of their fears. And we thank you, oh God, for working for their good. That they'll be used as a living testimony of your goodness this day. As it's been recorded in heaven. Let it be done in the earth. And it's in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.